We are here. Combo Nation, what up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 268 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. If you enjoy this podcast, if you'd like to support this podcast, check out the Combo's Court Patreon page. You could receive exclusive Combo's Court episodes, at least one per month. I'll leave a link in the description for the Combo's Court Patreon page. Another way to support is share this episode, share it with a friend, share it on all social media platforms. Tell a friend to tell a friend about Combo's Court Podcast. Today's show, Christian Winfield of the Daily News joins in to talk Nets, Knicks, NBA, and more. A fantastic conversation with Christian. You can find Christian on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Splashed. That's K-R-I-S-P-L-A-S-H-E-D. You know you can find me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. You can find me on Twitter at Combo's Court, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Christian Winfield, welcome back to Combos Court, man. How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. For everybody who doesn't know, Christian is the Nets and NBA reporter of the Daily News. Man, we're about to see Celtics, Nets. Uh, Summer League is back. Steph yeah. LeBron. There's a lot of places to start off with, but let's start off with this, man. Um, Nets, it's been a crazy season, right? Injuries, yeah. changes, star players haven't been playing. It's been impressive, you know? It's been really impressive. What are your thoughts on the season? You know, the Nets deserve some. I mean, I feel like all teams that got through this season deserve some type of participation award, right? Because you guys went out, guys were getting sick. You know what I'm saying? They were saying at the beginning of the season, oh, you should get an asterisk on the season because it's only 72 games. And now these games, I think at one point the Nets played 17 games in 31 days, which is crazy. Um, players got injured, guys got sick. Um, but at the end of the day, the Nets are, they limped their way into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? They limped their way and now they're healthy at the best time. Um, it, it's kind of impressive. Number one is a testament to the job that Steve Nash has been able to do because, you know, yes, he's had Kevin Durant. Yes. He's had Kyrie Irving, James Harden, but those guys have only played what eight, eight, nine games together max. So you've won more, more, more often than not with I'm gonna say random guys, but a lot of guys that aren't your, your core group, your core stars, you know. And on top of that, you had a blockbuster trade in the middle of the season. Got a guy like Blake Griffin coming in, and there's just so many moving parts. So for them to really survive this regular season, and not only just survive, but finish second in the East, I mean, hats off to them. They did a great job. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned the top three guys, you know, Harden, KD, Kyrie. They haven't even played a lot of games together, but Vegas has the Nets from the last time I checked as the favorites to win. Like, do yeah. you look at them as the favorites? Um, it's tough. I look at them as the favorite unless they I, I think it's gonna be tough if you run into LeBron James in the finals to tell me that these nets are gonna throw off LeBron. Um, considering I mean the Lakers didn't even have LeBron James or Anthony Davis when they came to Brooklyn and they blew the Nets out. I think it was like a 25-point loss or something like that. So you're telling me now that with LeBron and AD, it's going to be easier. No, I'm not sure. I think if you run into any team that's not the Lakers, you're the favorite, the Nets. 
I think if you run into the Lakers, it's just so hard for me to bet against LeBron. Um, but they are my clear favorite to come out of the East. I think the Bucs are going to give them some issues. I think the, the Sixers are obviously going to give them some issues. But at the end of the day, you've got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden on the floor together. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough to stop that. Speaking of Kyrie, 50-40-90, like people on, my, people on my podcast know I always say that Kyrie is the most skillful player in the NBA just yeah. from the amount of options he has, the best under-the-rim finisher. I For mean, sure. every move, he has every move at a patent level. Like, it's crazy. He has every craft finish you could think of and then craft finishes yeah. you can't think of. But what does 50-40-90 mean to you? It's efficient. It's, it's you know, and this is this is crazy because – before, I, they kind of blew it up at the beginning of the season when Kyrie was saying he didn't want to talk to media for, for however long. In the little note that he sent, he said, you know, I, I want my play on the floor to do the talking for me, right? And eventually he starts talking to us and everything is good, but there's nothing more he has to say. When you say, I want my play on the floor to do the talking for me, and then you finish at the end of the season in the 50-40-90 club, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And, and this is a guy who, it's not like he's coming out and only shooting open shots. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's shooting floaters and or, or things like that. He's contorting his body, finishing yeah. going to one end, finishing the other. He's shooting off the dribble, pull-up, contested threes, taking shots in crunch time. It's the, the degree of difficulty. It, like I would say, it'd be different for, like, say, and this is just a random example. It'd be different if Clay Thompson finished in the 50-40-90 club, knowing right. that his looks are coming off spot-up threes. But for Kyrie, who generates most of his offense by himself, to be able to do that, it's just remarkable, man. It's been so much fun to watch. He brings, like, obviously, you're going to say Kevin Durant's the best player on the Nets, and, and yeah. James Harden is the, the facilitating point guard playmaker, but no one is more exciting to watch than Kyrie, and, and I think that's that's probably a fair – I think I speak for most Nets fans when I say that we know who, how the how the hierarchy goes, but Kyrie is, is the electricity at Barclays. I mean, you mentioned Kyrie not talking to the media, and we could take it all the way back to when Kyrie alluded to the fact that it's not a fact. He alluded to that. I could be the coach. You could be the coach, KD. Right. I mean, has has this been a collaborative effort or is Steve Nash playing that real head coach role? Because I think as time, you know, in the modern NBA, that it is more of a collab effort than ever. Right. Yeah. And I think it's it varies by from case to case. Right. Like if you have a young team of guys who haven't really been around and are still learning the ropes, then yeah, right. you're going to need a lot of coaching. Right. But when you've got guys like that are vets, I mean, you're talking about the top eight or so players in this rotation, uh, aside from Nick Claxton, who's a second year forward, have been in this league, have made all-star appearances, have won championships, have had deep playoff runs. I mean, and, and here's, here's how it goes. You know, I, I asked this question of Blake Griffin because, you know, Steve Nash had gotten into this thing where he wouldn't call timeouts. Right. He would just let these runs go and go and go. I think that's and, a Phil Jackson thing, right? Yeah, it is a Phil Jackson thing. Yeah. And, and, and I asked Blake Griffin about this and he goes, you know, well, what is Steve going to say? Play harder. Right. Is he going to call a timeout and tell us to play hard. Like we know what to do. So and, and things like that. It's like, you know, when you have a group of veteran guys, I, I think that in a way, yes, they're, they're kind of policing and coaching themselves. And Steve Nash is responsible for creating the framework with which they operate in, you know, and, and it's just been a lot of fun to watch them kind of sometimes even argue a little bit on the sidelines, trying to talk through different things because it's no it's no love lost. You know, they're just trying to make sure everyone is bringing their best. And it, it's been a lot of fun to watch, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a common goal for sure. I mean, you mentioned Blake. Blake. He's really moving a lot better. What, is, what has he been working on, man? Has he been work, has he has he seen a new trainer? Has he been working on something different? Like, what has he been up to? It's the smoothies. It's the smoothies in Brooklyn. No, I don't know. Hey, what hey, it let is. me let me ask you one thing about the smoothies too. Come on, like 
shouts to James Harden, but you got to know what you're drinking, man. You got to know what's in the smoothie. Yeah, 100%. I, I didn't buy that. He said he didn't know what flavor is. I mean, I, I don't know. You just get a random substance and start drinking and not ask any questions. I don't know. If right. I had to guess, I would think it was like strawberry banana action. But to your point right. with Blake Griffin, I mean, he said when he first came to Brooklyn, I'm completely 100% healthy. I'm fine. Uh, I'm ready to play. And that's something that we still haven't been able to, to get some, some facts hammered down. Like, did he actually not dunk in Detroit for however many seasons? And if so, why not? And that's something I need to ask him. We'll find out. But he's, he's been, he's been healthy, man. He's been hooping. He's been dunking. Um, he's been <laughs> jumping all over the place, putting his body on the line. He's a great addition to this team. Um, and yeah, he's, he's playing like a guy who's going to be getting a lot of minutes in the playoffs. Any updates on James Hamstring? Is he a hundred percent? Is he 90? What is he saying? He's saying he's 100%. Uh, he's saying he's ready to go. The only player, to my understanding right now, that's not 100% ready to go in Brooklyn is Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, to my knowledge, he's still in L.A. rehabbing, has been out there. There is a plan for him to come and rejoin the team uh, just to be around the guys. And there's no no idea what date that is, when that's going to happen, or when he's even going to take the floor. So uh, other than that, Joe Harris is good to go. Chris Chioza broke his hand. He's, he's ready. He's back. Um, and that's a healthy man. It's the healthiest they've been all season. I told, I asked James Harden if it felt like that, and all he did was laugh. So that's how you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they are healthy. I think the one thing the Nets are lacking, and you could chime in on this if, if you will, uh, interior defense. And they're sure. gonna have to, they're gonna have to get through the Sixers most likely, in my opinion. And it looks like the Lakers survived the play-in. So yeah. there's a good chance they might have to match up with AD, LeBron, even Drummond down there. How much of an issue you think interior defense will be for the Nets? And man, Joel's going to cause some problems. Man, he just he's huge gonna... issue. It's it's the biggest issue this team has to face, right? Because you, it's not like you have guys that can match up with these players, right? You you can put. I think you're going to see more minutes from DeAndre Jordan because you're going to have to play against Boston. You got Tristan Thompson uh, against the uh, against the Bucks, provided they make it there. You still got Giannis. You've got Brooke Lopez. You've got guys that could bang. You got Bobby Portis who's <laughs> who's playing some good ball. Then obviously, as you mentioned, Joel Embiid, uh, even Dwight Howard, and then. You know what I'm saying? You get to the finals, you got to deal with AD, Montrez, uh, all those guys, Marc Gasol. Um, it's tough, and the Nets haven't had an answer for it this year. They say they have to gang rebound. They haven't been healthy. You can put DJ out there, but at the end of the day, you know, a team's weaknesses by their roster construction are going to be their weaknesses. It's not going to be too much that they can do about it. They can try to gang rebound. They can try to keep some of these guys off the glass, but Joel Embiid is going to go get his. Right. Giannis is we, we've seen what Gian, Giannis hung yeah. 49 on them and he had four out of eight threes in the first game. I was like, what is happening? Um, so I think in those matchups, we're probably going to see more DeAndre Jordan. Um, but other than that, I think the Nets are going to try to counteract that with some small ball, trying to pull that center away from the rim and, and really get that center running and try to maybe tire him out a little bit. But I don't, there's no answer for that. They've been dominated by big men all season. And Andre Drummond is the guy who's really gotten into them. And I don't see them having an answer for that. What do you look to see in this upcoming Knicks and Hawks matchup sh- shifting to the Knicks? I want to see the Knicks win a playoff series. I think this is a winnable series. You know, they're playing think, with house money at this point, right? They are, they are. They're definitely playing with house money. I think anyone who looks at the Knicks right now, 100%, this is a success for them. This season is success right, right, beyond right. their wildest dreams. If they can win this playoff series, I don't think it's necessarily going to be easy, but I don't think it's an open and shut series. You know, yes, they've got Trey on the, the, the Hawks are loaded, but the Knicks are, are nothing to me, to, nothing to take lightly. And I think that if they if they play hard, like we know they're going to, if they can hit their threes, if the, if the Knicks can hit threes and play defense, I think they've got as good a chance. Julius Randle is playing ridiculous. Let me tell you something. This man Julius Randle is shooting sidestep corner threes for the win now. I'm like, are you serious? What are you doing? It's And 
That's, he's a crazy tough shot maker. Like, I yeah, don't know. exactly. And, and I had a, I had the liberty of being able to cover a, a couple of Knicks games. And I asked Tom Thibodeau about Julius Randle. And he goes, you know, from day one of training camp, Julius was the first guy in the gym, last guy to leave. And everybody else kind of followed suit. So if they're going to keep working that hard and, and keep competing on the defensive end, I don't see why they can't win a playoff series. Julius is shooting and and Randall's shooting just opened up everything for them this season. Yeah. And Derrick Rose coming off the bench. I yes. mean, he's been he's been sensational. And think about it, they've done all this. They haven't even had Mitchell Robinson who can't stay on the floor. If he could be healthy, this team could be great. But then again, look at what Nerlens Noel is doing. It the Knicks are this is the first time that we're able to actually people who have grown up Knicks fans are actually feeling pride for their team now, right? Like that's a team that you want to go root for. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm a fan of no team. I always say it all the time. But look, there's no denying it. It's good for New York to have the Knicks playing well. Like, it's just a good feeling, you know? Yeah, it's good for the NBA to have all their big market teams playing well. And the Knicks are arguably the biggest market that has not been playing well. So for them to be good, the Lakers to be good, all these premier markets to be good, it's it's amazing, man. I, I love to watch it. Brad Stevens didn't seem too confident about uh, his Celtics. Did you hear Would that? You? Would you feel too confident going up against the Nets and they've got two MVPs <laughs> and a guy who just casually hit the game winner for to win Cleveland a, a championship? I mean, I think everybody knows what it is. The Nets are downplaying it. They're saying, oh, you know, they're still a good team, which they are, right? The Celtics, yeah. you asked me, I thought the Celtics were going to lose to the Wizards. Me too, uh, me too, 100%. Game. That's I, what I, I thought. I put the Wizards in as winners and boom, yeah. here come the Celtics, blow them out. So it's like, okay, well, it's not a team you can take lightly, but at the same time, Nets haven't had the big three healthy all season. They've beaten the Celtics three times out of three. Um, and in not in none of those games have Kyrie, KD, and James played together. So it's going to be tough. Um, but like Steve Nash and the players have been saying, you know, the Celtics have been together for a while. They've had the same coach. You have the same core guys. And the Nets don't have that, right? They're still trying to figure out how these pieces fit. So it's going to be a, a chess match of sorts. But end of the day, man, it comes down to the talent. And the Nets just have too much of it. You think they're, like, defensively, what would you like to see them do Against Tatum because he just dropped fifty, man. He Ooh, just, yeah, yeah, that's tough. Part like, of like me, well, I guess Durant is a good matchup. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Part of me just wants to see Tatum and Durant go back and forth for forty-eight minutes. Oh. I would love that, but we know that's not gonna happen. Um, I'd like to see the Nets yeah. throw different looks at him, right? So I'd like to see Bruce Brown get his 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 tries on him. I'd like to see Jeff Green on him. I'd like to see Nick Claxton on different guys of different lengths of different statures because when it comes to these special guys. There's no one that's going to be able to stop them. DeAndre Swords says this all the time. No one could guard anybody for 24 full seconds. Someone's always going to get a shot. But if you can throw different looks at guys, if you can double them here, you know what I'm saying, throw different schemes at them, that's a way that you can maybe throw them off. So that's what I want to see. I want to see KD get his chances, but I want to see everybody else get his chances. I want to see Steve Nash mix it up. Yeah, speaking of mix it up, I mean, KD as an interior defender will be interesting yeah. if he can really hold it down down there because on offense, that would be dangerous. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Kyrie Harden. Uh, Joe Harris, yeah. uh, Bruce, uh, you know, KD. That's a crazy yeah. lineup. Yeah, that will be crazy. But if I'm Boston, I put Tristan Thompson right at the five. Yeah. <laughs> that man in foul trouble. See what you could do. It'd be tough, man. But nah, KD has been, I mean, I feel like we all knew how good of a defender he's been just because of what he was able to do in Golden State. Yes. And this year, him being off the floor so much, you kind of take it for granted. But he's got so long arms. He can contest any shot. He's quicker. Then, then he looks and, and he's just so smart. All these guys are smart, man. That's one of the that's one of the more fun things about covering this team is that we get veterans who've been playing for so long that you, you got, got champi- champions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you've got any actual basketball question that you want to ask these guys, they'll talk all day. You know what I'm saying? They they get annoyed with some of the the they call it clickbait, some of the narratives. Some no, of the- I, I, and I don't blame them for that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, 
they want to talk basketball. I think exactly. it's, I, th- I think it's important to ask those basketball questions. I think that, yeah. that that's what I want to hear. Yeah, and then they love talking about it. You know what I'm saying? We, case in point, one of the first big stories I had written when I when I started covering the Nets was, you know, the Nets, this was two years ago, well, last season, and um, DeAndre Jordan and Spencer Dinwiddie had trouble connecting on alley-oops. Like, their first 12 or 15 were, were failures. So I kind of asked both of them, like, yo, what, what is going on? Now, they both go in depth. Well, Spencer says, yo, well, DeAndre gathers and he jumps for alley-oops unlike anybody that I've ever played with. And DeAndre's like, no, you can't blame Spence. I'm different, you know, and that ended up being something that they figured out. But guys are more forthcoming when you're, t- when you're asking them about the actual game versus asking about, oh, well, did you see what Shannon Sharp said about you on, on, oh, yeah. on TV the other day? Kevin Earl was like, next question. I don't want to talk about that stuff. Yeah, that's a real thing when it comes to lobs because when Michael Conley first started playing with Gobert, he was a, he was used to playing with Gasol. That's that's yeah, a real exactly. thing. Yeah, everybody has different. This is what Spencer says. Everybody has a different cadence. So at that point, he was learning to throw to Jared Allen, and the way I think Jared Allen's a two foot leaper, and DeAndre Jordan jumps off one foot, yeah. and he said that throws off my whole rhythm. Now I got to learn him. That's going to take a couple practice sessions. That's going to take a couple weeks, and eventually they got it in. But that was a great story for me because those guys were willing to talk so much because I'm asking them about the game versus asking them about about garbage. Chris, we're not going to go through all the awards, but I would like to hear your thoughts on Rookie of the Year. Ah, uh, Lamelo Ball. Hundred percent. Um, and, and I love what Anthony Edwards has been able to do. But one team is positioning themselves for a playoff run, the other is not. And on top of that, Lamelo Ball changed the perception of the Hornets overnight, right? Like as soon as they draft him, they go get Gordon Hayward, right? That's how important he is. You go, you draft Lamelo Ball, and now you're going to get a guy who's not even a premier, premier top tier superstar because you want to win now, versus you adding Anthony Edwards to the fold, and Timberwolves are the same team. Basically, basically the same team they've been for a couple of years. And obviously they've been injuries on both sides, but that can be said for the whole league. So uh, my, if I had a vote, I didn't get a vote this year. If I had a vote, it would go to LaMelo for sure. But Anthony Edwards has as good of a case as, as you can make because he's been balling out too. Christian, great stuff, man. What, what are you looking forward to, man, the rest of the playoffs outside the Nets? What series do you like? That's interesting. I am traveling for the playoffs. Um, so next week I'll be in Boston. I'm looking forward to eating all their food. I uh, hear they got some decent- You're going to go to Cheers? I don't know. I've never been to Boston before, so I don't even. You have any good I, recommendations? I think I've been once, but I can't give you any good recommendations. <laughs> I don't really know it too well. I've been once, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going for the first time. I think this is the second time, but I, I think the first time I went, I just stopped there for a couple, like a couple seconds, and then left. I'm gonna be there for five days, so I'm gonna get as much food as I can, hang out, meet a bunch of people, see what's up. In terms of basketball series, um, I want to see if the Jazz are for real because I don't believe in the Suns. I don't think the Suns are, I think yeah. the Suns could get, depending on who they get in the first game. Is that because of experience back. with the Suns? You don't believe in yeah, that? Yeah, it's because of experience. I just think once it boils down to the, the certain matchups, I think you're not, I don't think, I don't believe in the Suns in a matchup against the Lakers. I don't believe in the Suns in a matchup against the Clippers. Um, and I don't believe in the Suns against a matchup against the Jazz. I think those are the three top teams. I love the Nuggets, but I think without Jamal Murray, it's going to be tough. Um, and yeah, I think the Jazz are a team that I've been high on. I think last year they got bumped early because they had no Bogdanovich. They, they appear to be healthy this time. So I kind of want to see what they're able to do. Um, and in the East, I'm watching my Knicks, obviously. Sixers are the most, I would say, the most interesting team to me. Yeah, they are. I like the Sixers. They they have someone that no one can stop. I don't think anyone has an answer for Joel Embiid in this league, right? And then and, and a lot that, better roster construction this year with Seth and just better leadership with Doc. And and Doc Rivers. You've got Doc Rivers. I think that's been an understated change, man. Just going from a guy like Brett Brown, who no disrespect, just wasn't. I, I didn't think he was the guy for that job. I think he was the guy for the rebuild. And then you the kept him at post. Yeah. He should have gone with Haiti whenever you whenever you let go of him. Um, but Doc Rivers has got those guys. 
guys, he's got them operating well. And I'm watching the Heat. Uh, I want to see if the Heat can can surprise some people because I think they're they're being slept on. And these are the guys who made it to the finals last year. And now people are forgetting about them. Nah, Jimmy Butler's tough. I, w- I want to see tough Jimmy Butler in these playoffs. So it's good. Yeah, fun. Jimmy Butler's tough. Bam's tough. That coaching staff is elite too. They just uh, yeah done. Yeah, no, it's gonna be cool, man. These these are gonna be some fun playoffs, man. I want to. I gotta see these playing games tonight. I, wanna, I need the Wizards to win, right? We we want the Wizards to get in. Now you got <laughs> yeah. you got Russ and Beal against Embiid and, and Simmons. That'll be fun. Yeah, Christian, great stuff. Where can we find your work? Where can we find you on social media? Sure, you can find my work in New York Daily News. If you're in New York, just go pick up a paper, go to the sports section. You know what I'm saying? You'll see this face with some words. Um, and then on all socials, I'm the same, at Chris Flash. That's K-R-I-S-P-L-A-S-H-E-D. Um, and yeah, do something nice for somebody today, man. That's that's my motto. That's all it is. Do something nice. That sounds like a plan. Christian, great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. Thank you for having me, man. Anytime. Yes, sir. Anytime. Thank you for tuning in to Combo's Court Podcast. I really appreciate everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. You are all much appreciated. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. Big shouts to Chris for joining in. That was a great conversation. Really appreciate Chris. Go check out his work at The Daily News. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support this podcast, check out the Combo's Court Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the description for that. Um, Oh, yeah, and share this episode with a friend. Share it on social media. Tag me in it. And that's it, man. Be on the lookout for episode 269. Combo out.